You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. You're listening to America's Web Radio. We have a very special guest on today. Her name is Mary Daniel, and she is the uh, proprietor of a business called, and this is very important, Claim Medic. And if any of you have had any kind of uh, stay in the hospital, you'll know exactly how important it is and that, uh, as they said, uh, hospitals nowadays have a tendency to uh, send you bills after you get out of the hospital, and uh, some have explanations and some are totally Greek. And uh, the ones that I've gotten after a short stay have been totally Greek. And um, so, with that being said, Mary, welcome to America's Web Radio. Thank you very much for having me. Well, I tell you what, we're we're looking forward to the day that you're up from uh, Florida and can join us at our infamous roundtable and discuss this issue as well. But um, I think what you do is just absolutely fantastic and it seems like the deeper we get into things um, year after year be it uh, medical issues whatever it happens to be be it from everything from uh, hospitals to labs to everything so with that being said you want to give us just a little bit of an overview of what you do and then we'll start getting digging deeper and um, go to some questions that uh, need to be answered. Absolutely. Uh, I founded Claim Medic three years ago um, because I knew that there was a need to help people uh, with their medical bills. Um, I was personally a caregiver for several family members, um, had issues with medical bills for them, organizing, auditing, reviewing, knowing what to pay, what not to pay. Um, And because I have been in the um, medical field for about 30 years, I knew what to do. Um, I have managed medical practices um, for a long time, and I knew how to handle these situations, but I realized that other people did not. So I started Claim Medic um, to be a patient advocate for uh, caregivers, for family members, um, for patients themselves. Um, who are overwhelmed by medical bills. And it has been incredibly rewarding to be able to help people when they get into a situation uh, where they just don't know what to do. I want to take one second and let everybody know and spell this out. Claim, C-L-A-M, and then one, it's all one word, medic, M-E-D-I-C. So C-L-A-I-M-M-E-D-I-C. And it's... um, Mary Daniels, and she also has a, a great guy working for her named Andrew. I thought we'd all give him a shout out while we were talking. <laughs> but um, no, this this is so important, and it seems like uh, the confusion is getting worse instead of better. Is, is that a correct statement? It is. Um, as as we're working to improve our healthcare system, it appears to be getting more and more confusing. Um, and, and so many people are in different situations. You have, you have people who have your standard group insurance, um, like we all have had, you know, through the years through our employer. But you also have people that are, so many people now that are working on their own, entrepreneurs, folks working from home that, that now have no insurance. Um, and then you have people who are underinsured. There's a lot of um, 
um, benefit plans out there that are being sold to people as health insurance when they're really not. And so there's a wide gamut of people that need the services. And then you throw in our illustrious government with Medicare. <laughs> right. And uh, that just, uh, if you have a small pile and then all of a sudden you've got a large one when you throw in the government. And it's, uh, you know, my I, when we were talking um, several days ago, I, I mentioned the fact that um, I had a small problem at the start of the year. And, uh, you know, when you're laying there in bed and you're not feeling at your best and nobody happens to be in the room that uh, makes sense, like your wife, girlfriend, whatever, or somebody that's there to help you, and you look up and you see this strange person coming in, and if you're lucky, they're in a smock, uh, and you say, well, who are you? Well, I'm Dr. So-and-so. Okay, well, who sent you? You know, and it's like, <laughs> where did this guy come from? And let me ask, uh, because we we did this many, many, many years ago, but uh, it, it was a whole different basket of fruit than it is today, but... Um, are you seeing a stranger or more unique situation with all the hospitalists that are coming on board? And that's got to throw you a few curveballs. Absolutely. Uh, but you're, you explained it perfectly, that doctors are coming in um, to see patients who the patients don't know um, and, and don't know after the fact. So they're not building relationships. They don't. Um, know them by name, but they're getting bills from them because of the hospitalists. In the old days, right, it was your family doctor. You knew that Dr. Jones is who you went to um, for every uh, all of your, your aches and pains. Um, you recognized him when he came in and made rounds in the hospital. N- nowadays, most doctors don't make rounds in the hospital anymore. Um, fact, they have hospitalists to do that. In fact, most physicians today, well, I say most, I, I really don't know that for a fact, but I would say that as a fact, don't even have hospital privileges. That's correct, because it's really a pain in the neck. I used to manage medical practices, and it always was just such a hassle to have to do that, and they don't want, they don't like that part of the job. They don't like having to take time away from their patients during the day to go to a hospital early morning, late at night, you know, late in the evening um, to extend that work day. Um, and it just complicates their private practice and their care of their normal day-to-day patients. That's where the hospitalists obviously have a whole new industry um, of physicians that are being hired to simply manage the care while you're in the hospital. So many people who have established doctors um, all of a sudden are being treated by people that they don't know. And uh, it can be quite a shock to the person. And I I don't think, uh, well, this is no reflection on Mary, folks. This is strictly coming from David and um, from some of our other shows. But hospitals, you know, you used to look to a hospital as a safe shelter. I'm sick. I need somebody to take care of me. And... You know, there was a whole, in my opinion, a whole different emotion about a hospital. That's where I'm going to get well. Uh, (laughs) And I 
and the hospitals seem to be more caring than it is today. Not not necessarily the staff per se, but the hospital in general seem to be more caring. And maybe I'm taking it too far, but the hospital today is, at, in my opinion, and it's strictly my opinion, America's Web Radio, but in my opinion is there for one thing, to make money. And it's... Uh, it's a shame because you, if if you're not sick before you go in the hospital, when you get their bill, you will be. And, uh, it's sort of, um, you know, I mean, have you seen a real transition? And can you point your finger at any reason for this transition? That's a very good question. I. I I don't know, um, except for you. I think I do believe that you're absolutely right. I believe that the the drive for revenue um, it's very very difficult um, for hospitals um, to keep. I mean, their number one concern is bed census. How many beds do we have filled here? Um, because if the beds aren't filled, they can't make money. They can't uh, stay open. Um, and more importantly to them, I think is is to make a profit. And I, you know, I I come from the side of um, I think it, running a profitable business is good. I mean, that's I have no problem with that. What I see is them trying to hit home runs with these patients that are very vulnerable. And I use that word a lot in in my negotiation and my talks with some of these facilities that we that we talk to. I see it a lot in hospitals. I see it a lot in um, behavioral health in. Um, in addiction facilities, in uh, mental health facilities, where they have very little concern about the billing um, being proactive. Um, I have many cases, I've got several right now, where um, people have ended up in out-of-network facilities, um, mental health facilities, addiction facilities, and nobody tells them. And so they walk out of their 30 days or whatever their, their inpatient stay is, and they're and they get in the mail. They're not told when they walk out the door. They get in the mail a $35,000 bill. Mm-hmm. You're dealing with a very vulnerable population. Why in the world would you do that? Why would you not say to them, hey, you're not in an in-network facility. We need to get you transferred to someplace so that you're not going to have to deal with a huge medical bill once you get out of here. That gets very frustrating to me. I will say on the hospital side, we're getting some more protections. Um, the, the surprise billing laws are very effective in helping being in an out-of-network hospital. If you are uh, in an emergency situation and you go to a hospital that is out-of-network, there are now laws that restrict what a hospital can bill you for. Um, The same is true if you go to an in-network hospital and you're treated by an out-of-network physician. To me, there's nothing worse than going to the emergency room at an in-network. You're doing your due diligence. This is in my network. I'm going to go to this hospital. Yet the ER physicians are not contracted with your hospital, and you get a huge bill from them for full, what I call full retail. Full retail price um, is absolutely absurd. And the only reason it is done, it is, by the way, on purpose. They are not in network on purpose so that they can make more money, so Mm. that they can take advantage of a situation that the patient has zero control over. That is now being regulated as well. And I'm not, a, I'm not a real big regulator, but I think in those instances, when again, you're talking a very vulnerable population, 
that is being taken advantage of by somebody who simply wants to make a bigger profit, um, and, and that's incredibly unfair. Uh, I mentioned this to you the other day, and I think slowly, unfortunately slowly, it will come to pass across the nation, maybe. But um, if you're looking at having surgery, you ought to check out Oklahoma Surgical Center. Keith Smith is the one, a doctor that started it. And they, and I think this is the greatest thing going, but they publish their rates. If you're going in for a hip replacement, if you're going in for a, any kind of a, a arm or osteopedic type um, surgery or, or even a gallbladder, anything, they publish the price. Whether it's a thousand, two thousand, ten thousand, fifteen, or thirty thousand, they publish the price, and that's the price you'll pay. Period. End of statement. If you have complications, you've agreed to pay a price, and that's the price you pay. So if you're looking at some kind of surgery, be it shoulder, arm, hip, knee, whatever, just check out. Oklahoma Surgical Center. They're very, very reputable. They've got, gosh, they have grown immensely in almost overnight. I think uh, Keith started it uh, either two or three years ago. But hospitals, you know, should be able to tell you even before you admit it, and I want to talk about that too. Uh, even before you're admitted, they should be able to give you a price if they say, oh, we can't do that. Well, wait a second. Have you never performed this operation before? You know, and get them to get them to give you a quote. You wouldn't buy a car without getting a quote on it. So why have your hip replaced without getting a quote on it? And most of them don't even know how to do that. I know. So, I mean, they really don't even know where to start to do that, and that's part of the problem: is not being proactive in your own practice. Um, to to talk to these facilities, to talk to the hospitals, to talk to the suppliers. What is it going to cost? I mean, I, my, my experience, as I've mentioned a couple times, it has been mostly in plastic surgery. And in the plastic surgery world, there are many times that you do a reconstructive or a medically necessary procedure, possibly with a cosmetic procedure. There's, there's a combination of both. So you have a responsibility. We had a responsibility to do the homework to determine what part is going to be covered by the insurance and what part is going to be the patient responsibility. And we would do that. So when I would sit with a patient, I mean, this was my first job out of college was uh, for a plastic surgeon, and I was their um, patient coordinator. So I would sit across from the the desk, and I would tell the patient, this is how this is going to work. This is how much this is going to cost. This is what you have to pay us in advance. This is what will happen once the insurance is paid. This is what you have to pay the hospital. And then the patient made a very educated decision on what they wanted to do. Some of them would say, I don't want to do it that way. I won't do the cosmetic now. I'll wait and I'll do that later. But they make the choice. They have the power to make the choice knowing what is an informed decision on what is going to be their financial responsibility. Most places don't do that. Even now, all these years, that I mean, I started doing that, it was 1985. And all these years later, they, they don't, what difference does it make? Yeah. I mean, I have, I have a 
client right now who had a procedure that he was told was completely covered by his insurance company. They didn't collect a dime from him in advance. And he's now looking at a $35,000 bill because the insurance company is saying it's not a covered benefit. <laughs> uh, uh, I love it when they come back, a uh, 20-year-old procedure. In fact, we're going to have to take a break. But a 20-year-old procedure comes back as experimental. We'll be back right. <laughs> with Mary Daniel and Claim Medic right after this. Hello, I'm Dr. Mike Karuchak. Have you ever wondered what doctors talk about amongst themselves? If you do, join us on the Doctor's Lounge and hear the doctors' conversations amongst themselves. Join me and my co-host, Dr. Hal Schertz, every Thursday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. This is Ron Camacho, host of the Business Hour, on Fridays from 10 to 11 a.m. Join me as I talk with passionate professionals on a program that profiles the best businesses, business professionals, business practices, and fascinating individuals to get an insider view of how America works, 10 to 11 a.m. on America's Web Radio. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we do thank you for listening to America's Web Radio. The, If not the, we're one of the largest producing podcast radio stations in the country, and it's all due to our fantastic guests like Mary, our fantastic host, not me, but the rest of the crew, and um, you, the listener, that have made us number one. So we do appreciate it, and I uh, love the fact that so many people tune in uh, both now, and they can also catch a show It'll be archived on our website, americaswebradio.com. It'll also be uh, archived to uh, YouTube and to uh, Facebook. So please go, and uh, if uh, you want to listen to it again, it'll be there for you to listen to. If you want to tell a friend, we would appreciate it, because this is becoming an issue more and more, and and Mary probably has a smile on her face, but uh, it's becoming an issue more and more with the... Uh, and, and Trump hit it on the head, the uh, billing that hospitals do after the fact. And uh, it's... Uh, the hospital that I went to earlier in the year not only sent me a bill, but a couple of days later, I got another letter from them asking me to donate to them. And I... <laughs> Right. You got that, partner. But anyway. Oh, that's hilarious. I love that. Yeah. I did, too. Into the uh, circular file, it went quickly. Um, anyway, we're talking about the billing that... Uh, where do you... Do you do anything with um, prescriptions as well? We cover the gamut of, of any problems that you may have. So from from prescriptions to just normal office visits, hospitalizations, as I mentioned earlier, behavioral health, any sort of, sort of rehab, um, anything that needs, I mean, and, and occasionally we get involved with some dental claims as well hmm. that needs, um, needs some auditing or some, um, some um, appeals made for those kinds of things, any of those things we can tackle. You know, uh, just for curiosity's sake, and I, I, I feel like I have to ask this question because if we do a show called the doctor's lounge and uh one of the in fact he's he's uh head honcho of a thing called hip nations which is uh uh, primary care physicians going they're in net but at the same token they're getting discounted and I, i hate to use the word discounted in a in a medical show but they can get better rates on 
MRs, CTs, and so forth. And uh, it's becoming a trend there in Atlanta, they're in Texas, and they're growing by leaps and bounds because they can take care of you. But uh, this gentleman happens to be a pediatric urologist. And uh, in Atlanta, we're very fortunate to have a, a couple of pediatric hospitals. But do you see the same thing with the uh, on that side of the fence that you do with the uh, adult hospitals? Absolutely, A- absolutely. They're all they're all run exactly the same. So there's as many bills with uh, as many problems with those types of billing as there are um, with adults. Hmm. Hopefully, you don't get the twelve dollar aspirin with the children. Well, and you know, it, it, you do get, you do, you absolutely do. There, wow. there is absolutely no different. Um, and, but one thing that I want to mention, because because I get a lot of people, obviously, the, when when patients get a full, as I, again, as I mentioned, retail bill from a hospital, and it's showing um, a twelve dollar aspirin, I tell them not to focus on that because that's not real. <laughs> Nobody is going to pay that. Nobody is going to pay all of this full this full price, especially insurance companies. All of the negotiated rates bring those dollars way, way, way down. So it's I have patients all the time who get very hung up on um, when I when I'm trying to negotiate, but why would they I want I want them to take off that twelve dollar aspirin. Well we can leave the twelve dollar aspirin on because we're gonna get it down to a dollar. Um, when all is said and done, the average bill can be reduced so significantly that it's not even, it's just a waste of energy and it will make you angry and upset to focus on that. We can bring it down so far that um, it's not even relevant. So I, I, it's almost a joke. I think of it as just sort of funny to see how outrageous they can be. And part of it is that I try to explain to people is this is the game that the way the system is set up. When even for doctor's offices, we learn early on you have to bill high because because everybody is different. So if if everybody is um, every and when I say everybody, I mean every insurance company. Every insurance company pays a different amount. And if I if if they pay a hundred dollars but I only bill fifty, I'm only going to get fifty. So I'm going to bill 150 to be sure I get the 100. I don't want to miss out on any money that could be paid to me by an allowable, by an insurance company. And so it's a game. It and you have to understand what the game is to understand why they're doing what they're doing. The problem comes in is when they do it to patients, not insurance companies. And they want a patient to pay for a $14 a pill. And they don't tell them that it can be negotiated because they've got their fingers crossed hey, you know what, maybe they'll just write us a check. And some people do. And that's the shame of it. That's the scam of it, is that they don't understand to people, they don't explain to people, this is really not what you have to pay. All you got to do is call and ask us. That, you know, it's a scam. I'm sorry, we do a show on elderly abuse and scams that are are on the elderly, but... As far as I'm concerned, the hospitals are doing the same thing, just with white, uh, uh, with better hygiene, maybe. <laughs> right. I think that's a good way to phrase it. Uh, you know, I, I just, you know, it's just, it's crazy. And like I said, I don't see it getting better. Did you see any difference when um, Obamacare was our thing in the U.S., briefly? I, I- 
No, and I and I and I don't see any advantage. I, I'm a small employer. Um, I have two employees with myself. I had when I left my uh, I was again managing a medical practice, and I and I for me personally am living this because I had Cobra through that group plan for 18 months. I'm now having to um, buy my insurance on the exchange. Um, hopefully, as this business grows and I get more employees, I, that's certainly in my my plan to be able to provide that for all of us. But for many people like me who have a small business, it's just not affordable. I pay $900 a month for me. I'm healthy. I'm 56 years old. I'm very healthy. I don't have any. I've never been hospitalized. I've never had surgery. Um, there's absolutely nothing wrong with me, knock on wood. And um, $900 a month for a $6,500 deductible. Goodness gracious. That's, that's affordable care insurance. That's Obamacare. And that's not affordable. <laughs> no. I mean, that's the joke of it. That's, 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 the, oh, that's the best thing that's offered to me. That's as good as I can wow. get. Uh-huh. I know this business. In fact, I'm a licensed insurance broker. To do this job as a patient advocate in the state of Florida, I have to be a licensed insurance um, broker, and I am. Um, so I'm pretty well-versed in looking at insurance and buying insurance um, and providing it for groups for years. And this is the best I can do at $900 a month for a $6,500 deductible. I mean, that's absolutely ridiculous. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And I'm thinking, gee, I mine is like I just went through a situation and I lost, or I say I lost, uh, my insurance was taken away from me. And so I had to go out and get all new stuff, which is fun unto itself. And again, throwing in the government, going from... Part A to Part D or whatever all those parts are and dealing with uh, Social Security and Medicare and uh, all of that stuff. And uh, yet I, my insurance is not, and it's good. It's, it's, uh, it's with the same company I was with, Blue Cross Blue Shield, but, uh, or Anthem as they're called now. But, um, you know, it's, it's uh, at a reasonable rate. And... I've had quadruples, so, you know, uh, but I'm in good shape. Anyway, so let's get back to what you do. How do let's talk first. I want to make sure everybody understands how to get a hold of you. So you want to give us that? Absolutely. Um, I am based out of Jacksonville, Florida, but we have clients from Hawaii. Um, I actually have a client right now in Dubai who came to the United States for treatment at the Mayo Clinic, and we're working on their medical bills from there. So we are um, nationwide. Um, we can handle with technology today. It's very easy for us to work with clients all over the United States. Um, you may find us on the um, Internet, claimmedic.com, C-L-A-I-M-N-E-D-I-C, and all of our information is there. We've got lots of information there, including some videos about what we do um, and, and the services that we can provide to help in this situation. You know, Mary, I think what you do is just... <laughs> You're an angel. Uh, I think it's fantastic. And if people don't, are they, you know, oh, one thing I wanted to mention, too. You get into it um, with the term admitted uh, and are admitted for observation? We do. And, And a lot of that is understanding benefits. So what we try to do, 
obviously either before to educate the patient before they're admitted to the hospital or have to go to the hospital or after we need to really look at every individual policy about what those benefits are so that we can be sure hopefully it's before unfortunately that doesn't happen too often that we're able to be proactive to determine the difference between what those benefits look like outpatient versus inpatient basically so that brings up another point when when do i call you before i go in the hospital while i'm in the hospital or when i get out and choke on the bill that i get from the hospital 99 times out of 100 it is when you get out of the hospital and you get that bill um an unexpected um bill now i say unexpected sometimes if you're in the hospital it is not uncommon our types of clients our clients range from a a gamut of um, people who have an ongoing chronic illness cancer treatment for example lupus for example that have ongoing medical bills we do a subscription service where we work with them monthly. We audit those bills. We tell them, pay this, don't pay that. Let us review this. Let us audit this. Let us appeal this. Um, we also have patients that have episodic type. Um, so we have somebody who goes into the hospital for uh, to the emergency room because they're having a heart attack and they need uh, open heart surgery and they're uninsured. So they get out of the hospital and... They're just sitting waiting for this to come into in the mail, and they get a bill for $250,000. Not uncommon. No. Um, it, 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 they obviously know, okay, I need some help with this because I, I don't have $250,000. Um, and they call us then. And that's, a, that's fine. That's a perfect time. I actually spoke earlier this week to a woman whose husband was in the hospital. Um, for a number of reasons, they had, their, they had insurance. There was some issues with the enrollment. The insurance company has now said you didn't enroll properly, and so we're rescinding your coverage back to January. So they're sitting in the hospital now knowing they don't have – they thought they had insurance when they walked in the door. They don't have insurance now, and she wants to know, okay, what do I do? They think I have insurance. And I advise that you let them think you have insurance until they'll realize you don't. And when they realize you don't, then you'll get a bill, and then we'll deal with it then. And there's no reason to cause stress and worry now. I mean, we're talking sick people. We're talking about people, again, there's that vulnerable situation again where you don't. You need to be thinking about getting well, and we'll deal with the money part um, afterwards. One thing to note, I'm a, because I come from the provider side, I am a firm believer that providers deserve to be paid. Um, they, they earn the money that they make. Um, being a doctor is incredibly difficult in the environment we live in today because of the, the, the society of suing um, at the drop of a hat. I see that in many. I saw that in the pediatric office where I was a manager for 10 years. Hmm. Um, and so practicing medicine is a different animal than it once was, and doctors deserve to be paid. My job is to be certain that you don't pay a bill that you don't Oh. Mary, I need and to stop you on that thought, and we'll come back to it. We're up against a right. hard break. We'll be back with Mary Daniel right after this. Perhaps you are struggling to cope with the disease of addiction. If not, you probably know a family member or friend that needs help in battling the cravings and the personal and professional damage done by the effects of drugs or alcohol. 
Get a pen and paper and be ready to write down the following. These are the issues that the trained staff at the Atlanta Healing Center address and treat every day. Their doctors and counselors with over 40 years of practice in the field of addiction can treat the suffering individual in a thoughtful, compassionate, and experienced manner and guide him or her along the path to recovery. So call 770-696-9862 and speak to a knowledgeable staff member about how you or your loved one can be helped to enjoy a better and healthier life. More information is also available on the website at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. The Docs for Patient Care Foundation is your way to join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. Get a pen and paper. Write down www.docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. That's www.docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. Go to our site and please make a generous tax-deductible donation and join the fight today. Thank you. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we're back on David's pick, and my pick today is is a great pick, as a matter of fact. Uh, Mary Daniel from Claim Medic, C-L-A-I-M-M-E-D-I-C. And Mary has just been a wonderful guest, and we've got about... Uh, 25 minutes to go and we're going to talk some more about what you can do and and so many people and and this is we talk about this on almost every show uh, is that with all of the tools that we have at hand in our homes i.e. the computer there's no reason to panic just go on the computer google it or do whatever you want to with it and find somebody that can help you. And it's education, education, education. We have this with almost every show that we we do and or have done. That uh, it's just that the general public is a tad lazy and won't go online and say, "I got a big hospital bill. What can I do about it?" And I bet you they'll find Mary Daniel in there somewhere. <laughs> And, uh, I hope so. Yeah, well, if not, we'll work on it. But, uh, <laughs> you know, this is this is something that uh, we, we find that uh, uh, people are just there. There are advocates for you. Mary is one of them. Mary will work with you. Mary and her and Andrew and the rest of her folks will work with you. And there's, you know, one, and I've gotten a few of the bills, you open it, and you have no clue. Well, your insurance paid twenty cents, and now you owe us two hundred thousand. And uh, you're saying what? You know, and it's and the explanation of benefits. That's another sort of joke. And uh, so you you get into it from all sides. Both the you go after the insurance companies as well as the hospitals as well as the uh, uh, Absolutely. And in fact, I believe that, you know, I, I say to clients all the time, we want to review, um, we, we want to review the billing from the provider, the processing by the insurance company, because I want to go where the money is first. If it should be paid by the insurance company, then it needs to be paid by the insurance company. And that's the easiest way to get a bill reduced, either by payment from them or by adjustment 
because of a contractual agreement with the provider themselves. So we definitely audit the insurance claim itself. One of the problems that we see a lot of now is are, are these big deductible plans because many people like me have a, you know, for an example, as I mentioned, the $6,500 deductible, they may go to the emergency room. Um, I had an example of a child who had a fish hook in his, uh, like a six-month-old, a fish hook in their heel, went mm. to the emergency room to have that removed and got a $5,000 bill. Everything was that the hospital, I mean, that the insurance company process went to their deductible. Well, that seems absurd. Why $5,000 to take it out, uh, a fish hook out of, out of the heel? I'll, I'll mention I blame the hospitals for this kind of thing in, in this way. You go down the highway in any major city and you see billboards that say ER wait time, two minutes, 11 minutes, eight minutes, these digital. I mean, there's certainly, I, I have seen them in many different places. But to me, that's advertising to your to your everyday Joe that they need to go to an ER for normal medical services. You're better suited in a case like this that I'm talking about to go to an urgent care center. It's like a doctor's office. It's $100, $200 compared to $5,000. And I think hospitals are doing an injustice to the population by advertising what the wait time is when their job is for emergencies, their job is for the heart attacks and the gunshot, you know, victims and the strokes and burns, and that's that's their job. It isn't their job to advertise to people to come in for a cold, and I think that's what they're doing, and I think it's incredibly misleading. And so it's very difficult when I have a patient who they allowed, the insurance would have paid all of it had not been for the deductible, and now they're stuck. Because the provider says, and I think rightfully so, the provider says, it's not my job to, to supplement your deductible. Your employer or you chose a $6,500 deductible because it made you, made the premium lower. So why do I, as a doctor, have to write off and adjust that when your insurance company would have paid me for it? It's created a mess and it's created a financial hardship. Again, there is a part that I blame the consumer. We need to know what we're buying. We need to know that when I pick a $5,000 deductible, I'm going to have to spend $5,000 on any type of large procedure or, you know, any type of ER visit. Generally speaking, that's going to be my, my expense, and I need to be prepared for it or at least not surprised by it. Right. And that's part of that education that you're talking about. We need to be better educated on what we're buying and what it means for us. You know, I can't remember who the reporter was, but one of the investigative reporters for Fox News did a, a thing, and this was probably two, three years ago now. But does anybody ever monitor the waste of a hospital? Uh, he, he did this on, uh, uh, went from ER to OR, and, uh, you know, the, the first thing that you get in the ER is a plastic bag full of stuff. And then uh, you go to an OR, you're not necessarily awake to know what's going on, but uh, they bring out plastic bag, plastic bag, plastic bag full of stuff. And uh, they say, well, in case of an emergency, we want to have the trach, we want to have the this, we want to have that available. But... And many, many, many times they don't even open the bags, but they'll throw the bags away intact and charge you for them. Do you Absolutely. Ever, 
Absolutely. Because and, and you're at a, I mean, patients are at a disadvantage. You're not. It's really hard to prove that. It's really hard to. I mean, you have to be so diligent when you're in that room. And most patients are. You know, I mean, you're talking about again. You're very vulnerable when you're sick. You don't feel like doing that. You don't want to do that. I mean, you're worried. You're scared. You're. You know. You. you that's not the time for you to have to do it. But then you have this fear on the other side that if I don't do it, who's going to do it? I'm going to yeah. be charged for things I didn't even receive. And not many people that help you get to the hospital want to go in the operating room and watch. And, uh, <laughs> right. You know, and so you're, you're really, like you said, it's you go to a hospital and you're the sitting duck, I guess. It's it's very it's a very frustrating system. There's absolutely no question about that. And the and like, just like you said a minute ago, you can't prove it. Um, you know, I do you think do you think there'll ever be a situation where there the hospitals are made to prove it, and i.e. like. You know, we, we force the cops in our country to wear cameras. And I think in many operating rooms they have cameras, but do you think there will ever be a time that we could hold them accountable for what they do or don't do? You know, I, I, I understand the value in that, but I also understand um, medicine. And it's... This is such a difficult job. I mean, working with physicians who have dedicated their lives to trying to help people, and and regardless of the financial situation, that is what drives um, certainly the people that I have been surrounded with in all of these years in, in working with physicians. These are good people who have entered a field um, to do good. Mm-hmm. I truly, truly believe that. That is the majority without question. Um, of the people, it's changing now. The the you know the business is, of medicine is changing, and so you, you may see some difference in that. But I think generally speaking, um, that is true. And and I tell people all the time. I have a client right now who who had spine surgery, um, some nerve damage to her hip that they were trying to repair, and it didn't work. And she doesn't want to pay because the surgery didn't work. And, we're, and I have said this even when I work for the pediatrician, who happens to be my brother-in-law, by the way, so I, I know his heart and I know the work that, that he has tried to do for so many years, um, that there isn't a money-back guarantee with this sort of thing. I mean, we had, would have patients who came in for an office visit and they did a strep test and it was negative and they came back a week later and did a strep test and it was positive. And they don't want to pay for the first visit because you missed a strep test. Well, you know, you missed the strep throat. Well, we, you know... It's not perfect. It's a difficult, it's a difficult uh, profession, and you're held liable in so many different ways um, that it's it's really changed the practice of medicine. So while I I I'd like to see a different system of billing, and I think some of that is changing. I think you're seeing now outcome based um, billing is going to become more and more prominent, where um, hospitals will be penalized when patients are sent home too soon. Um, and have to be readmitted, and th- that's becoming uh, more prevalent across the United States. It's, it's definitely more prevalent in different regions of the country, not here in the South yet, but um, where there's really outcome-based medicine, because it, right now it's based on the more procedures you do, the more money you make. 
How fast and can you we, turn the turnstile? Uh, Mary, uh, we're going to have to take our last break. And uh, if you'll hold that thought, and uh, we'll be right back with Mary Daniel from Claim Medic right after these. 45 years of experience is behind the most trusted name in auto transportation. Passport Transport, the first and finest today. That's why Passport Transport is the preferred auto transport for major auto manufacturers, concours, museums, tours, and collectors, and should be your choice from across the state to across the country. When you have the need, go to PassportTransport.com and enjoy the peace of mind referenced experience will give you. Passport Transport. This is Ron Camacho, host of the Business Hour, on Fridays from 10 to 11 a.m. Join me as I talk with passionate professionals on a program that profiles the best businesses, business professionals, business practices, and fascinating individuals to get an insider view of how America works, 10 to 11 a.m. on America's Web Radio. Whether cruising the Strip in a 57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And as always, we do thank you for listening and making America's Web Radio one of, if not the largest, producing podcast radio stations in the country and we appreciate it and we're that in that position because of guests like mary daniels that uh, has claim medic c-l-a-i-m-m-e-d-i-c is that dot dot com on the uh, internet mary okay good so if you have (laughs) have bitten your tongue when you just got that bill from the hospital for the two days that you were in and and uh, it's for ten or twenty thousand dollars or whatever it might be. Uh, look up Mary and let her help you. And you know, just you know, there's we've talked about this on other shows, but uh, the healing of the human body once you take the stress off heals much faster. And if you've just gotten a bill from the hospital, you're you're recovering from an operation or recovering. You you weren't in the hospital because you wanted to be there, I'm sure. But if you and you get a bill from the hospital and you just have that much more stress on top of you, it's good to know that Mary will come in and help you, and you all together will figure it out, and she'll save you money on that bill and work with you, work with the hospital, work with your insurance, whatever the case might be. It'll make you feel better when you relieve some of that stress from that bill that you just got. So call Mary. What's your telephone number? Get a, get a, everybody get a pen and paper and write this down. Our number is 904-770-5656. And if you need that number again, well, you can go to YouTube or go to uh, iTunes or uh, Spotify or any of the any of the major podcast broadcasters uh and you'll find America's Web Radio. You can go to our website, americaswebradio.com, and download this show in a couple of days and uh, get more information. And Mary just turned on her computer. <laughs> I obviously got some sort of notification, didn't I? Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, you know, I tell you, if you've got a question, please call Mary. It's it's 
you know, don't uh, don't just surrender, throw your hands up, and say, "Well, I'll pay the stupid thing." A lot of what we do is advise people. Um, I, even for for the services that we render, sometimes it is not as cost effective for the patients to hire us um, for smaller bills um, for things that I think that the client can do themselves. So I tell people all the time, I'm not going to take a case and have you pay me if I don't believe that we can do the work and it's not going to be of value to you. Um, I will coach you through it yourself. I will tell you what to say and what to do and who to call. Even the cases that um, really just need a little bit of work and, and, and the patients are a little bit scared of how to do it, I can walk them through that. No matter what the value, no matter what the dollar amount of the bill is, one of the reasons I started this company is to help people who felt they needed help. And I'm not going to turn anyone away. Sometimes I spend too much time talking to people that are not going to, um, not going to pay me. But that's part of what we do. That's the reason why we're here. We are considered patient advocates. We are here to advocate for people who don't know how to advocate in this world for themselves, in this insurance world. So no matter what the issue is, um, part of the value of what we offer is to bring peace of mind. And I cannot tell you the number of people who say to me, oh, my gosh, I feel so much better. The woman I was just talking about who's had their insurance rescinded said, I feel so much better after talking to you. Everything's going to be okay. If you don't have the money, then you don't have the money. And it's okay. Nothing bad is going to happen. And, and let me say in this day and age, medical bills are not on your credit report or, or unpaid medical bills um, are not as bad as they used to be. They don't have the same uh, value on a credit report as a credit card payment or, or a credit card balance um, or a car that was repossessed because medical bills are necessary. There's nothing you can do to keep from having to go to an emergency room. And so they're looked at in a different way. Now, as I said, I'm a believer that providers should be paid. And what my job is, is to try to work out a compromise between the patient and the provider so that both walk away happy. And my goal with our clients, I tell every single one of them, when this is all said and done, I hope that they say this is the best money that I ever spent. Not because I saved them more money than they actually spent, but because they didn't have to do it themselves. They have the peace of mind to go to sleep at night saying, somebody's handling that for me, and I don't have to go there. You know, a very big point here is the fact that uh, we, as, as, as the patient or as the individual, we don't know the questions. And uh, we, don't, we, may not, we may not have the answer, but we don't even know the questions to ask. Whereas you do, and you know, and you know whether they're telling you the truth or not. Let me ask: Does it ever? And this is the only hardball question I'm going to ask you, Mary. And I, and I just thought of it. And if you'd rather not answer, don't answer. Uh, okay. But okay, you've gone so far and so far between the hospital and the insurance, yada da da da, and you know the hospitals aren't above threatening, and they will. Okay, well, we're going to turn it over to our attorney, or we're turning it over to the collection agency, and you know. So, do you get involved with the, with the legal side of it at all? Generally, when it gets to a collection agency, we have great success with collection agencies. I always tell clients, time is on our side. They need to believe that 
they're not. I mean, they're not going to get paid because you don't have the money. My, my client has a two hundred fifty thousand dollar bill. There's not a whole lot of convincing of that. I say to them, they don't have the money. So if we don't work out something so that you get something, then they're going to file bankruptcy because there's no way they can overcome this. So you can turn it over to collection if you want, but that's not going to get us anywhere. I have had some hospitals that play hardball and say, nope, we're not negotiating. It go, and I go all the way up the chain. I can go to the you know head of the financial department at the hospital, nope, this is it, we're not negotiating. The day it goes to collection, I call the collection agency and get 50% off the bill. And in that regard, it's not affecting the credit at all. I mean, it's very quick, it's very swift, we're on top of it to be sure that it's not sitting there. And as soon as it drops to the insurance, um, I mean, to a collection agency, we're able to negotiate it and get it settled. Um, and that's a huge advantage to the patient. So um, I, it, it really is depending upon the facility and what their philosophy is about this kind of bill, this uninsured, um, this underinsured type patient, as to how we um, go about. I, I tell everybody it's a puzzle. Every case that I get is a puzzle. Our first stage in our in our system is gather. So I need to gather information, and then we strategize. What do? How do we go about getting to the next step, which is reduce? And everyone's different, but we will go wherever we need to go. If it's a collection agency, we go there. Now, once you get to the page, the the place where it's uh, judgment, there's actually a judgment or there's a court date. That's really too late for us. We are not attorneys. So I, that's when it, it's it's gone too far, and I would and I would highly recommend to people be proactive. Do don't sit on these things; they're not going away. And once you get a judgment, it's over. Yeah. I mean, they've got a judgment against you, and it's generally for the full price plus attorney fees plus court fees, and there's no turning back from that. So don't let it get that far, and we can certainly help. All right, let me ask you something that's um, sort of. In your field and out of your field, because and I only ask it because you brought it up. Um, I one of the problems that I have with government is the fact that they try to paint everybody with the same brush. It ain't the same. One, I'm not going to have a baby, I don't think, anytime soon. <laughs> and uh, you know, a, a woman that's pregnant or this or that. I mean, is so in your business. I would assume that everybody that calls you is exactly the same, owing exactly the same amount, has the same time frame, has the same doctor, has the same hospital, has the same... How, how false can that possibly be? Uh, it's, it, it, that's sort of the beauty of what we do, is that there are so many different people in so many different situations that have the same problem. I don't know what to do here. I have this coming to my house, and I don't know what to do. I, I would and say that's the only thing they have in common. I don't know what is. to do. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. That fear, that desperation, that frustration, that overwhelming feeling, all, that's what they have in common. Um, and, and they call us just like you would call an attorney, just like you would call an accountant, um, just like you would call a doctor. That's what we do, and we hope that the world of patient advocacy is, is going to grow so that people know that there are people out there who know this business, who know what to do. Not only do, do they not want to know, I mean, they don't need to know. You don't need to know all of this stuff. It's not useful in your everyday life. Rely on people who do, 
and they can help you through the maze and get and get to a satisfactory uh, ending. Well, again, I want to stress the fact that it's Mary Daniel, and uh, her company is Claim Medic, C-L-A-I-M Medic. You can go online to claimmedic.com, look Mary up, and, you know, it just... <laughs> You know, this this is, I can only relate this to how many people really want to do their own plumbing. Hello? Right. Uh, right. You know, I don't know how to sweat a joint, and uh, I don't know nor how do to fight with to. the hospital, nor do I want to. And uh, right. I don't want to fight with the hospitals and somebody that may or may not know more than I do. And I'd rather just turn it over to somebody. So let's quickly talk about fees, just to give a, a broad idea. It doesn't have to be exact, but just to... Uh, an example, maybe. We choose, um, have three different pricing, and we choose it depending upon what's going to be the most affordable for the patient. One is a monthly subscription. Um, that's $99 a month, um, and that's a minimum of six months. So if it's an ongoing process, we're talking about a $600 investment for me to handle everything for, um, a $600 investment for me to handle everything for six months. We also do a contingency. Um, that is a percentage of the savings at no risk to the patient. So lower dollar figures that it's not uh, not worth actually paying for our services, uh, which is our most popular way. Um, I have a case right now. It's a $1,200 bill. We did it on contingency. If I save the money, they will pay me 30% of anything that we save. Um, and so, But there's no risk. If I don't save any money, they don't pay me any money for actually working on the claim itself. Our most popular is... And this is where we get into large dollar figures, $500 um, uh, fee and then 5% of the savings. A lot more affordable. Um, but, again, when we can save twenty, thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars $50,000 for folks, um, it's, it's awfully, uh, an awfully big savings for them to pay us, um, that small percentage. And the majority, I've got a ton of uh, testimonials on our website where everybody, um, again, my goal is to be sure that everybody is very thrilled with the service. Um, and it will be worthwhile for many, many reasons. Mary, it has been absolutely a delight. I think you've given people information that God knows how many people are, are needing it and not knowing that it's available. And um, we hope to have you back on again real soon. And uh, we might even spread you a little thinner and, and uh, have you on with some of our doctors and let them let both sides of the coin flip. And, I would love that. They don't know it, but we're on their side. I mean, I, I want to help them get paid for the services they render. Sure. So we can work together very well. Well, I want to thank you again for being on America's Web Radio, and uh, we will be talking soon, I'm sure. Thank you so much. Take care, May. Bye-bye. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.